You're listening to Speaking Stellar Girl with Terry Tkachuk, an interview series that inspires women to live their most stellar life. Terry is the co-founder of the Stellar Girl movement, and she is sitting down with women all over the world to hear about the key moments in their lives and how they live boldly, compassionately, and ultimately became a stellar girl. Welcome to Speaking Stellar Girl. Uh, my name is Terry Tkachuk, and I am thrilled to have Alicia Daniels joining me today. Alicia is Boston's most notable stylist, where she inspires women every day through her styling and advice. Alicia has dressed hundreds of women for over 20 years. She is an author. She has been on countless programs for her styling and also sits on the advisory board of the Breast Cancer Research Foundation in New York, all of which has led her to be named the 25 most stylish Bostonians by the Boston Globe. We, today we're gonna to talk about her, Stellar Girl, her book, um, and I'd really like to welcome Alicia today. Thank you, Terry. it's a pleasure to be with you. Well, so uh, before we kind of dive into all things um, Alicia Daniels, your book, and Stellar Girl, I would love to know a little bit more about you because my introduction was brief and I'd love our listeners to hear from you what a typical day looks like. Oh gosh, well, a typical, I don't think there's any such thing as a typical day for anybody these days, but um, it's all just changed just slightly. Um, but you know, I'm a personal stylist. Um, I have pretty much done every single thing you can possibly do in the fashion arena over my career. Um, and I, but over the last say five years, I have just kind of settled on my own personal styling business. Um, I work with clients here in Boston and in New York, and I have a few clients in Palm beach and I, you know, really just help women and men, um, find the best version of themselves. And it's, it's terrific. It's, it's great fun. I mean, I, I love, I love fashion. I love the history of fashion. Um, and so I've been very lucky to, to really make a career in a field that I love. So I never really feel like I'm working at all. <laughs> That's exactly how I feel. I, that is, yeah, that is awesome. So who, who have you addressed? Well, I, I don't, you know, I don't have a list of celebrities that I've dressed. I dress regular people um, every day that are living their lives either in the public eye or, you know, just in their own offices or even just when they have a social occasion, a wedding, a party, that kind of thing. Um, I've kind of, you know, I've, I've definitely... Um, you, you know, made a roadmap of my, my business that I don't try to be everything to everybody. I just work in the arena that I've carved out for myself. So you dress um, men and women? I do men and okay. women. Fantastic. Mm -hmm. And I and really, go ahead. I work mostly in the luxury sector. So I'm not, um, you know, like I said, I, I'm not everything to everybody. So I really just work with, with high end um, designers. And you've attended many fashion shows? Many, many fashion shows. And I miss them terribly. It's really sure. one of the things that I really, really miss about, you know, this past year of lockdown and, and no, no shows. It's just, um, you know, going to a show every season and seeing what, you know, this incredibly creative, talented person is, 
is has created and what the inspiration behind the collection is is very inspiring and it really helps me um, not only just help my clients but also help them you know reimagine what's already in their own wardrobe you know because sometimes you see things old things come back again and you see it in a new way and um, and I really, you know, I miss the shows for that. It's also inspiring to to meet up with other colleagues and see other people and what they're doing and what they're wearing. Absolutely. Um, do you tell yeah. your clients to shop their closet ever to yes, put things together that they don't normally would absolutely. put together? So yeah, you do I'm, go into their homes. Yes, absolutely. We do. I do closets. I do closets for people that don't always don't even use me regularly, you know, um, as a stylist. I do a lot of closets. And actually, one of the things I've been doing over the past year is um, doing interior design of closets, redoing like structurally redoing closets for clients. Well, that is new and exciting. So yes. that's how you're pivoting your business um, with is. this mm -hmm. change. It is one of the ways that I have really pivoted my business over the past year. So, um, and it's been great. It's been great fun and it's been a real learning experience. Absolutely. So within um, Boston and, and New York and Palm Beach, um, do, you get, do you still get to travel during this year? I haven't really traveled much at all. No, 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 no. So no. you were mentioning, um, I do follow you, of course, religiously on Instagram. You were mentioning you miss um, Putty. So you miss the shows there. Spring, summer is always my favorite. Mm -hmm. Do you have yeah. a favorite designer? Oh, I do. Um, I've, I have a few, actually. Um, I'm a huge, I do a lot of business with Carolina Herrera. I'm a huge fan. I do a lot of business with Michael Kors for his collection line. Um, I do a lot of business with Christian Siriano, who I love. Um, but, you know, but I, I, I love, you know, I I'm a huge Valentino fan. I love Stella McCartney. I know her well and, and sell a lot of her collection. Um, you know, I think there's different things for different people. You know, sometimes you just um want somebody who's a wonderful master tailor and then sometimes you just want someone who's a wonderful you know couture gown designer um, so depending on what you need for different clients um i appreciate and love lots of different you know designers how do you feel that you tell your clients to dress for their mood or for their destination i think i tell my clients to dress for their lifestyle um, you know, I think, I think when you're, you know, a mood is a fleeting thing and it's, you know, um, when you're spending, you know, investing investment dressing, it's, it's a little, um, you, you dress more for, you know, your lifestyle. I also don't believe in just, you know, wearing a collection for a season. I mean, you buy pieces that are investment pieces that you love as much 10 years from now as you did the day you bought them. I dress that way for myself and I, I instill that in my clients also. I, I love nothing more than when we can pull out a, you know, Chanel jacket from 15 years ago and, you know, put it with a new leather leg or a new, you know, trouser shape. Um, timeless. That, that makes me so happy. And yes, it's timeless. I love that. I absolutely love that. So uh, while we're on the topic of, of um of other women, who inspires you? Um, who do you feel in your life uh, that you can look to as another stellar girl? 
Ah, gosh. Um, I have a lot of people who inspire. My mother, of course, really always inspires me. She's 88 years old and lives by herself and like wears, gets dressed every single day, no matter whether she's going out or not, and wears five different leopard prints all together. I mean, she's (laughs) awesome. (laughs) I love that. Um, she's a huge inspiration, but I have, you know, lots of people in my life over the years that have inspired me for one reason or another, um, mentors that I've had that, um, two actually main ones that have passed away. Um, you know, I was lucky in my younger years of starting my career. I had women in my life who were older, you know, 20 years older than, than, you know, 25 years older than I was, who really paved the way and taught me so much, um, just as a person and in, in, in the business. Um, so I was very, very lucky, but I, you know, I, I like to think that I have, you know, our, our mutual friend Nash, she inspires me, you know, she's an inspiration because, um, she and I have the same, um, you know, DNA in fact, in the, in, in terms of that we can, you know, pivot and turn our business around and, and make it something else, depending on what's happening in the world that we're living in, you know, that anyone who can do that, who can reinvent themselves, that always inspires me because um, I think that, you know, if you live long enough in this world, we all have to do that at some point. So, um, you know, I like to think that um I'm inspired by people I meet all the time. Yes, I find that within travels and I'm sure with all of your travels as well, you've met hundreds of women that have inspired you and that we don't talk about enough. And that is why Stella Girl um, became about and became this movement and this community um, that I'm I'm hoping that will be global, that we can all look to each other and, and find that inspiration and find that hope within each other um, mm-hmm. and look towards that person without judgment and, and uh, love and learn from them. I agree. I agree. I think, and I think people, and I, that what you're doing, what Stella Girl is, is really incredible because I think people need to hear about these people. And sometimes they're inspired then by somebody else, somebody in their life that they may not have even really thought about. Correct. And through this connection with you um, and then looking through your history and, and, and your book and, and which I will get to in a minute, I, I'm inspired by you and that's, and I would have never met you if it wasn't for this movement. Right. Exactly. No, I, I think that's great. So I I will touch a little bit about um, health before I segue into um, um, you as a breast cancer survivor and as an author. Um, because we always talk about our health and how that is important. And I talk about that on Stellar Girl as well, that we need to take care of ourselves, not just, um, you know, a spa day or, or, but also either yoga, meditation, a form of exercise. I know that you have dogs, um, a beautiful pet too, I believe. No, I have one. one. I was caring for one last week. Caring yes. for one. I saw. I was watching a friend's puppy. Yes. Fantastic. So is there, what is your self-care routine? What do you like to do for you? Well, I, I love to walk. I live in Boston, which is a great walking, walking town. city. And um, so, but I have since, um, I really, really started taking the time to walk every day when I got sick. Um um, 14, almost 15 years ago, but I, I do it religiously. 
And it's just, not only is it great from your health, gets your heart moving, but it's also just a great meditation when you are by yourself and you, you know, can think things, mull things through your mind. Um, that's my, I'm, I've never been a gym girl or going to the gym and I've never, I was that's never okay. an exercise girl at all. Walking um, is exercise. But I do, I do now walk all the time, um, at least five days a week. And I do, you know, a few miles every day. So that I love, you know, and I'm, I eat well, but I always, I've always been a very good, um, careful eater. I don't, you know, eat junk food. I don't eat processed food. I'm not really a vegetarian, but I don't eat much meat. You know, I eat some chicken and, but I eat vegetables and, um, and greens. And, and I feel like I try to take care of myself in that, in what go, what I put into my body. What you put in. Yeah. We always say, even though we, we can dress well, we also have to take care of what's inside. Yeah. Yes. And your health is everything. It really is the only thing that matters in the end. It is number one. We always talk mm -hmm. about, um, you know, our lists of what's important in our lives, whether it's our family, our friends, whether we have kids or not, or pets, um, our faith. Um, but if we don't put number one, our health first, what, as you know, um, so true, Terry. Yes. Agree. Yeah. 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 So yeah. let's talk about that. Let's talk, let's talk about you as a breast cancer survivor, let's yeah. let's dive into this i would um love to uh i can't wait to finish it um I, we scheduled this last week and i just uh i'd love for you to talk a little bit about your journey okay all right okay um my journey is a, is a happy journey in the end so you know that's because i'm still here after 15 years um but on on my 40th birthday in 2006, I was, I was diagnosed with stage three breast cancer. Um, it came out of the blue. I have no history of it in my family. And I found I had not even, I'd never had a mammogram. I was just, I, I was not yet 40. And um, I just scratched myself during the night and under my arm. And I felt this bump under my arm. And, um, you know, believe it or not, I, you know, I, thank God I acted on what I found, um, you know, because I, you know, I'm usually like Scarlett O'Hara, you know, tomorrow is another day kind of thing. And I put, put something like that off, but I didn't. And, um, and I had this, this big tumor under my arm and it had gone up into my lymph nodes and, um, and I had a, you know, mastectomy and it was a horrible, you know, moment in time, but, um, thank God it was a year of my life. And, you know, I, I had, I had the surgery and then I had chemo and radiation and, um, and it was awful, you know, and you lose your hair and you'll use your, lose your lashes and your eyebrows and basically your identity. And, um, and it's hard, it's just really hard, but, but I, I survived and I had great care and I was blessed and I'm still here. Um, but I, I wrote a book about surviving breast cancer with style and um, it was published in 2009 and it has helped thousands and thousands and thousands of women. And it was my way of, of you know, giving back, I guess, or paying forward my, my good fortune. And what I found was so sad and unsettling to me during my journey. I, you know, I would go to uh, chemo to, um, 
I'd be sitting in the infusion room at Dana-Farber in Boston every other Wednesday. And I would go to my chemo sessions, basically dressed exactly like, you know, I, I dress every single day. And to me, it was a time for me to just go get this done, you know, get the red devil in my arm, get it done, do my emails and then leave and go. Sometimes I had dinner plans after that, you know, depending on how I felt. But I went, I would see people sitting in the infusion room that had no hope and no, you know, no more zest for life. They, they literally thought they were going to die. And I do feel that, you know, that pot, you know, and everybody deals with things differently. So it's not, I'm, I'm by no means saying that my way is a better way than another, you know, anybody else. And everybody feels and handles things completely differently. But I felt that you had to have hope. You had to have, you know, at least some form of positive energy to fight this. You have to believe that you're going to live in order to live. And um, so many people had lost that will. And I just thought that was very sad. And if I could help anybody, and I did, I tried, you know, I would walk around saying, put some lipstick on, put some lipstick on, you'll feel better. And, and, I, and that's where the book stemmed from. Um, and I wrote it with a dear friend of mine who mm-hmm. was also coincidentally went, went through went through breast cancer within six months of, of me. And she came at it from a completely different direction because she was a young mom and um, had two little babies. And so she was fighting not only for her life, but for their lives because she didn't obviously want to leave them and she wanted to see them grow up. So um, we both came at it from completely different ways and handled it very differently. But we really wanted it to be a happy it's a happy book it's not a sad book it's yeah. it's positive and it really just tells you what to expect when you don't know what to expect because i think that's a lot of the fear um that we have in terms of breast cancer is how am i going to handle this how am i going to feel what am i going to do when my hair starts falling out in clumps you know and and how can i you know what do i do when i'm bald and i don't want to wear a wig how do i wear a scarf and you know just that kind of thing so um so I'm very proud. I think that book is my proudest achievement in my life to date because um, it has helped so many people along the way. And you had um, a, 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 a co-author. Yes, Kelly Tuthill was my co-author. This is my friend who I just um, talked about. She was the co-author and Ann Partridge, Dr. Partridge um, was our medical expert. She was, she is our, my dear friend and um both of our oncologists from Dana-Farber. And then um, Evelyn Lauder, who was a dear friend, um, she was she wrote the foreword for us. So it was a group effort. I can't wait to finish it. I, I thank you for sharing that story with all of us and, and hope that the other women or girls listening um, take note and, and, and listen and hear that there is hope. Yes, um, and, always hope. And there, is, there, there can be joy at the end. Yes. Um, so that's, yeah. that's, that's outstanding. Yes. yes. So um, what do you look towards for joy in your life now? Oh, my husband, my family, you know, my friends, I'm blessed. I have lots of wonderful friends, but I think my experience with breast cancer completely changed my life. 
Um, I, I don't think, I, I know it's completely changed my life. I live my life very differently now than I did back before I was diagnosed. And, and mainly that is just about how I have a life work balance. I didn't have a balance before that, you know, I just worked, I just worked, 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 worked. I was on this, you know, kind of, you know, hamster wheel to try to, you know, build my career. And I did lots of things, you know, I was designing dresses um, and then I was selling them running around the country, selling these, you know, this line all over at all the trade shows in Dallas, Atlanta, Chicago, New York. And I literally was not home for a week. You know, I was gone two weeks of every month, basically running around doing that. And, um, and that was the most important thing to me. And I got sick and suddenly none of that was important to me. You know, suddenly I spent a year fighting for my life and just to live was important, the most important thing to me. Mm -hmm. And then I, um, you know, I got through my treatment and then I, we wrote the book and then I ran around the country promoting the book. And that was the most important thing to me was to, you know, to help as many women as I possibly could in, in, in the journey that I had been through that they may just be starting. So, um, and that's sort of how I really rejiggered into the, my, my personal styling business because it made me, it allowed me to still help people and to do what I loved, but to do it on my own schedule and on my own terms and, um, and really spend more time with my husband and, and my friends and, and just to, to travel and explore life and to live versus yes. to be on that hamster wheel of, you know, what, what's the next thing in my career? Okay, I've gotten to here, now I've got to get to here, to here, to here. That just suddenly didn't really matter any as much anymore. Um, you know, I love to work and I love what I do, mm -hmm. but I didn't want it to dictate my life anymore. I wanted to dictate how my life, you know, was and how it rolled and how I spent my time. So, um, and that's, I felt that an incredible privilege. You know, I, I, was, I was diagnosed at 40 and to learn at 40, what some people don't learn yeah. their whole lives, mm -hmm. I felt incredibly grateful and incredibly, um, you know, humbled by the fact that I had learned so much because of my diagnosis. Mm -hmm. You know, I think when anytime any, you're faced with your own mortality, it certainly changes your life. And, um, and so good came out of bad for me. So I was very grateful. That's so inspiring. And I truly hope that the listeners today and that the Stellar Girl movement going forward and the Stellar Girl community going forward can inspire and as many people, um, hopefully as you have with your story and your book um, and your life. And I so appreciate you coming on you. speaking oh, Stellar Girl today. Pleasure. It's been and what you're doing is incredible. I mean, think oh. about what you're doing. You're bringing, you know, wonderful people with wonderful stories that inspire your listeners out there that they wouldn't be heard otherwise. So you're well, doing what you're doing you. is incredible too. Well, thank you so much for that. I really appreciate it. And I look forward to finishing this up and being in touch. And um, I look, I, and I, I can't wait for everyone to hear all about you and your story. So thank you again. Thank um, you, and have a beautiful day. Yes, you too. Thanks for tuning in to today's episode. 
make sure you subscribe to our YouTube channel and hit that bell icon to be notified of new episodes. To learn more about the Stellar Girl movement, please visit us at StellarGirl.com.